This is episode 186 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life. Today's articles are Budget Prepping, 6 Ideas to Help You Get Started, and 5 Tips for Improving Your Shooting Accuracy. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey, before we get into the articles, yesterday I talked a little bit about uh, releasing the weekly Watchmen that I normally do over on Ed That Matters uh, and have been doing that probably for the last uh, month, maybe month and a half. I used to do it on Prepper Church and just kind of felt like I needed to kind of start it back up again. Uh, I wanted to, you know, I talked a little bit about John Haller's uh, video that he does on Sundays, and uh, he does a great job uh, talking about uh, current events. But if you're if you're wanting something that goes maybe a little bit faster, because he kind of stays on a topic and he really explores that topic for a while. But uh, Jacob Prash's um, uh, weekly update or prophecy update, uh, he covers a lot of things that John doesn't cover. And uh, he goes very, very quickly, so he's covering a lot of things. So if you're interested in maybe some uh, some events that, or some current events that uh, for sure the mainstream media is not covering, uh, you want to check check out Jacob's um, prophecy update, uh, as well as John Haller's. And then of course, you know, I have a lot of others others there that are definitely interesting that you'll want to go check out. I'll link to that in the show notes so you can check that out. Our first article comes to us from Beans, Bullets, Bandages, and You. And the title is Budget Prepping, Six Ideas to Help You Get Started. Uh, I know that there's a lot of new uh, uh, preppers you know, or people new to preparedness uh, coming into uh, listening to this podcast. And uh, hey, I want to thank you for uh, the reviews that are out there because I've kind of seen uh, the prepper podcast move up a little bit uh, you know, in, in as far as when you search for it. So... Uh, I do appreciate that, but I know that that's causing people who maybe have not uh, wanted to come to uh, or have maybe have never explored preparedness before or self-reliance, uh, maybe looking into it and checking out the podcast. And, and maybe you're on, uh, you know, you know, two or three, you know, four episodes in uh, now because maybe something has kind of caught your attention. And I uh, just want to, you know, welcome you to if you're new to preparedness. And definitely we have a lot of information for you to get you started uh, but uh, this, I think this topic is very interesting because it talks about uh, ways to get started. Because one of the things about preparedness is it can seem like it's very expensive, uh, but it doesn't have to be. And so um, I want to get into this one. Hey, uh, right before I do that, though, I wanted to give a, a shout out to the state of Maryland. Uh, because uh, a while back, I hadn't checked the demographics in a while. But uh, a while back, I talked about that uh, the most listened to state was California. Uh, and then Texas was very, very close behind that, and I think it was maybe by like two or three listeners. But for some reason, all of a sudden, the the state of Maryland has jumped up to number one, and uh, so man, I uh, that's that's crazy. So uh, I want to want to say hi to all the the people in Maryland because uh, I didn't see that I didn't see that coming uh, from the way that the statistics were were showing or the demographics were showing uh, before. So. Uh, if you're uh, if you're listening in Maryland, shout out to you guys. 
And there's a lot of other people as well listening. I was looking at, they're coming from all over the world. I was showing my dad, uh, you know, from you know, just all the different countries that are listening to the podcast. And so that's kind of exciting to know that, uh, you know, that we have people from all over the world listening. So uh, thanks so much. Uh, appreciate you being a part of the Prepper Website Podcast. So this uh, article here, Budget Prepping, Six Ideas to Help You Get Started. Hope it gives you some ideas and uh, we'll see if there's some commentary here. For most of my adult life, I've lived on an extremely tight budget. A huge amount of things in the prepping community are prohibitively expensive. I wanted to give you some guidance and encouragement to those who would like to be better prepared but think it's too expensive. Here are some ideas to consider. Number one is take inventory. Prepping does involve some gear, but it doesn't have to be expensive. Furthermore, you might be surprised just how much you already have. If you've read any of my Prepper 101 series, you might notice that I repurposed many items. An old plastic box with a lid used for Christmas ornaments became my one-month food box. My camping stove I purchased 30 years ago is now in my bug-out bag. My sleeping bag is now my car emergency blanket. My backpack I used to carry my computer bag and forth to work is my get-home bag. My old cell phones will now be placed in a homemade Faraday cage. I collect my old pool chemicals and paint buckets for a variety of purposes, such as storing food, makeshift toilet, and water carrier. I just uh, want to stop really quick here on the pool chemicals uh, and paint buckets. I don't know. Um, definitely repurpose those. I mean, I, I, I do the same thing with some of my um, uh, the pool chemicals but I would not be using them for any kind of food storage or anything like that. I mean, if you're using it for a, a makeshift toilet or to carry things around or whatever, I mean, you can clean them, clean them out. But uh, uh, plastic can um, absorb chemicals depending on what type of plastic it is. And uh, I'm just, that's re recently just coming off of because I was looking up uh, the different types of plastic and things like that. So uh, you just want, want to be careful on that one. Uh, you want to make sure that you're storing food in, in uh, new containers. My 25-year-old bike is in excellent condition and is my bug-out vehicle in the event my car doesn't work. My camping tent is my temporary bug-out shelter. A gimme bag that, gave, that came with one of my wife's cosmetic purchases is my DOP kit kept in my bob. And the lid that came off my old toilet is being repurposed for use with a five-gallon bucket as my survival toilet. Prepping is an investment. For some gear, don't think of it as an expense when, in reality, it is an investment in a durable good. Let's look at some of the things I have. I would still have the same bicycle I purchased when I was 14 if it were not for getting hit by cars and theft. I am on my fourth Peugeot uh, bicycle, which I purchased in 1990 for $400. It functions as good today as it did then. It has never broken down. The only things I have had to replace are the plastic and rubber parts like brake pads, tires, and cables. All my camping gear is still in use. I purchased a new tent because I now have a family and needed a larger one. My bags are still in use, although I have worn out a few of my everyday carry backpacks, which still last several years. Most tools can last a lifetime if you don't lose them or leave them out in the weather. I still have the same $25 socket set I purchased when I was 14. I also have some tools that belong to my grandfather. The four guns my grandfather owned are still operating and now in my father's possession. They were probably purchased shortly after World War II. The guns I now own I expect to give to my daughter. 
My fishing gear I used as a child is still very functional today. My books are reference materials and they don't tend to become stale like most technology. You might have sticker shock at some of the items we purchase. As an example, I purchased a $500 pistol last week. Yeah, Salty Spice and Uncle Paranoid have had an influence on me. That seems like an extravagance because I never intend to quote-unquote use it. However, I plan to have it for the next 50 years. Amortized, it will cost me $10 per year to have a darn fine, capable piece of hardware designed to preserve the life of my family until help can arrive or if help is not available. Also, it is fun to shoot. I now have a new toy in that it's not unlike my camera, diving, or stereo equipment. I know some of you listening might have problems with him calling it a toy, but uh, you understand that he's talking about something that he can use other than just... Um, uh, you know, keeping it around for protection is something that he can take out to the range and he can shoot with and target practice and have fun in, in, in that aspect of it. Uh, the next thing is make a budget. Initially, I gave myself a budget of $50 every paycheck to apply to prepping supplies. I wouldn't miss $50. That's beer money for me. Every two weeks, I placed an order with Amazon for, from my shopping list. It's like Christmas a couple of times a month. I started by purchasing all the inexpensive items, and when I got to the more expensive items, I would just wait until I saved enough to make the larger purchases. You will be surprised how quickly you can acquire the things you need using this method. Make better choices. I realized I needed to stock up on bullets. Bullets are freaking expensive, another reason I reluctantly began acquiring more guns. I used to spend $11 a day purchasing lunch at the restaurant in my office building. I now take my lunch to work every day with the expectation of using the money I save to purchase bullets. Funding my stockpile is a powerful motivator for me. The tuna sandwich I eat today is one box of 9mm target bullets. That's 250 bullets per week or 1,000 bullets per month. Using this technique, I will have a significant starter stockpile of bullets by the end of the year. Make an Amazon wish list. Every time I need to purchase something for someone, I face the same challenge. What do I get them? Guess what? Others are thinking the same darn thing about you. You can create an Amazon wish list and make it public so that others can see it. Let those who purchase things for you buy the things you really want instead of guessing. Heck, Amazon will automatically send it to you. The givers don't even need your address. Have to go to the store or wrap the thing. That's awesome with a side of awesome sauce. Be your own advocate. How much money will everyone in your family spend on you for birthday and Christmas presents? Why not tell everyone that you want something expensive that individually you would never get, but collectively you could afford? In lieu of purchasing something, please consider applying the money to this thing which you really want, would really appreciate, and wouldn't otherwise be able to afford. At the end of the year, you might have enough to purchase the thing or at least have a sizable down payment. Ask and ye shall receive. As I stated previously, my grandfather owned four guns. My father hasn't shot them since he passed away. He doesn't even display them. I could probably explain to dad that I would like to try hunting, but don't want to spend a bunch of money to see if I liked it. And would he mind giving me one of the guns to try out to see if I liked it? I bet he would just give it to me knowing my grandfather would appreciate his grandson waiting, wanting it. You might have a relative or two who has something you need that they don't use. Consider asking them. You might even have an Uncle Salty who has a mouse in the gun who he would give or sell you for a great price. 
These are a few ideas for preppers getting started without spending a lot of money or going into debt. Maybe you have some other good ideas. Please share them and let's get prepared. You know, in the comment section, they were talking about uh, somebody said that you know going to Goodwill, uh, you know, you could get some things uh, and uh, find some good deals. Somebody else said, you know, all the time I go to Goodwill, it's always junk, and it's probably more along the lines of the employees tell their friends and save the good stuff for their friends. And then uh, I think it was Salty came in and said, you know, uh, by traveling around and going to different uh, types of Goodwill uh, stores or Goodwill type stores, re uh, resale shops, um, you can find different, he's found different things at different places. So yeah, different, uh, different stores in different parts of the town. Even in a place like Houston, uh, you could go to a Goodwill type store or resale shop uh, in one part of town and it would be probably junk. And uh, but I know that uh, I had a friend who had lost a lot of weight at one point and went to a resale shop in a nicer part of town, and uh, he got some really great uh, clothes at very cheap prices. And so uh, you know, just if if you have that ability, if you live in a bigger city, you can travel around a little bit and go there. And then also, if you are traveling, you know, you can stop and and just uh, you know drop in on a, on a Goodwill or a resale shop if you have a list of kind of things you know you want. Uh, you know, it'll be easy to um, easy to just kind of hurry up quickly and, and go through those sections. Um, some good advice here. I would say that one of the things that you can do that uh, doesn't cost you a whole lot of money if you are new to prepping is to just acquire skill. Um, that's one thing that, uh, you know, we, we do at PrepperWebsite.com. We post uh, anywhere between 8 to 12, 8 to sometimes even 16 articles a night. Uh, out there that are new to the preparedness community or that are preparedness related in one way or the other and uh, you know put those out there and so acquiring skill is or acquiring knowledge is is definitely free uh, there's tons of ways to do it a lot of great stuff on the internet uh, and then uh, not only just acquiring it but you got to go out there and you got to build the skill and a lot of the times building the skill you don't have uh, to spend a lot of money in doing that you can go out and practice with uh, with minimal things now uh, I wanted to, to go over just some of the things I think taking inventory a lot of the times uh, you might realize that there's things that you, you didn't you didn't know you had or or like he was saying um, this guy's um, see his it's not salty it's merman uh, it's probably he's kept a lot of things uh, you know since he was a kid I mean I don't know how old he is uh, He's talking about being 14 when he was 14. Maybe he's you know in his 20s, uh, so that's not too 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 old uh, there. But uh, you know, in, some of us have been acquiring stuff for a long time, and there's things in our garages and in our attics and, and closets that we totally forgot about that uh, that might be there. And same thing for maybe we have some parents who uh, have been collecting things and, and just there it's in their garage and maybe going through and and uh, they might have some things that might be useful for you repurposing items uh, definitely I love that idea of it uh, you know it's a it's a good idea of doing that realizing that prepping is an investment when you start purchasing some of these things purchase the you know the the better gear gear and uh, you know that you're going to keep it for a while and use it and uh, um, figure out how to, uh, to to work it just don't put it up in in a closet somewhere um, I like the idea of the budget and uh, setting aside a little bit of money at a time. Uh, it's amazing how much money we spend out there. And uh, when, you, when you settle down on, on a budget and you, you tell your money what to do, uh, it really makes it easier. Because if you don't, you're just gonna, your money will just start flying. If you don't 
are if you're not purposeful about how you're going to spend your money. And so um, I like the idea of, of you know take, going to lunch. Uh, I I know what it's like. There's times where I have to leave for an early morning meeting and I don't have time to make lunch. And uh, man, uh, it could add up very very quickly buying lunch out there. Uh, I'm I'm blessed. We have a even we have a little cafe um, uh, tied into the office. And, uh, you know, they have a plate uh, every, you know, a daily plate or whatever. And it's not very expensive. But when you do it on a regular basis, it does add up. And so, uh, you know, taking your own lunch is, is definitely uh, and usually healthier for you. I love the Amazon list. I thought about doing the Amazon list because quite often I get people say, hey, Todd, I'd like to, you know, what can I do for you? Is there anything, you know, uh, can I donate money or whatever? And a lot of the times it's like, no, you know, I'm, we're good. Just click on our advertisers. And if you buy something, go to Amazon, you know, through our link and, and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, I don't know. Uh, that might be something out there. And I really do like the idea of uh, having something where people can go check out. And, you know, if you have someone like... Um, uh, like a wife, like a spouse, right? So you, you have your list, and maybe you don't have to be the one to say, "Hey guys, look, I got a, I got an Amazon list." Of course, you can be putting it out on Facebook and so social media, and, and let people know that way. But uh, you know, your wife can help you out there, or your, you know, your husband if you're if you have an Amazon list, and uh, can uh, as as your birthday is coming up, and there's people that you know for sure you know. Are going to be purchasing you a gift, or a lot of the times they're even like, "Hey, what are what are they into right now? What kinds of things do they need, or whatever?" And uh, they can help point to, "Hey, uh, you know what? He created or she created an Amazon list, and uh, you can get to it this way, and you can buy something off that Amazon list." And then, you know, uh, you would want to have things that are varying prices out there. You know, there might be some people who want to spend ten, fifteen, twenty dollars on you. There might be some people who want to spend a hundred dollars more on you. So have some things of varying uh, various uh, uh, prices on there, and uh, you never know what might happen. And and then if uh, no one purchases things off of that, th that might be things that you are uh, planning on purchasing, and so you just take them off the list as you purchase them. But I think that's a great idea. And so again, I think your spouse can run interference for you, or or you know somebody uh, significant other, or uh, even if you're younger and you're still living at home, your parents can help. Uh, run interference for you if, if there's things that you're you're wanting but uh, good good ideas over there go check that out over at uh, beans bullets bandages and you and of course check out the comment section all right this next article comes to us from 1776patriotusa.com uh, it's john Rourke's uh, website over there and uh, this article is entitled five tips for improving your shooting accuracy and uh, this is one of the things you know like i said I, I, there are a lot of uh, experienced preppers out there. There's a lot of new preppers out there, and uh, you might feel the need just because of the way how crazy things are. Maybe you've, uh, you know, you're you're coming off of this weekend where uh, you know the Sutherland Springs um, First Baptist uh, massacre at at Sutherland Springs. Um, and maybe you're starting to decide, you know what, I need to, I need to go ahead and buy a firearm so for self-defense. And uh, you, you're going out there and, you know, the best thing would be to get some training, uh, pay for that if you could, put that into your budget and pay for some training. That would probably do you really, really well and, and get you uh, further ahead of the game if you were just going to, uh, then just going to the, to the range and just shooting. 
but along the along the lines, you'll start wanting like to to figure out what am I doing wrong here? I'm trying to you know trying to perfect my shooting. I'm trying to up my game and uh, get my accuracy a lot better than it is. And so these are some ideas that you can take away uh, uh, with uh, take away from this article and then uh, go check it out at the and go try those at the shooting range. And then I do have something I want to share with you at the end. So let's go ahead and read this one. Five tips for improving your shooting accuracy. It happens to every shooter, whether you are a novice or an experienced shooter. You get to a point where you miss targets that you know you should have hit. Sometimes you may be new to shooting, but you seem to have plateaued in your shooting skill. Or maybe you are just trying to improve your skill to become a better shooter. Either way, it is important you develop discipline and use these tips to improve your accuracy. Slow down. Everyone wants to shoot well and shoot fast. However, speed always comes at the expense of accurate shots. If you are unable to group your shots, the first step you need to take is to slow down. Once you manage to group the shots, you can then start picking up the pace. To learn how to slow down, there is an important tip, which can work great for you. Put an aiming point at close range when using a handgun. This can be at 5 yards. For a rifle, start at 25 yards. Aim at the center of mass and fire around. Now take as much time as possible to empty the rest of the clip without enlarging the initial bullet hole. That is impossible for any shooter to achieve. However, that will help you to focus on the basic of shooting. These are, these are breath control, trigger control, and sight picture. This slow fire drill helps to reinforce muscle memory needed for accuracy. Now, double the distance and repeat the drill. It is also a great way for you to get rid of a flinch. Squeeze trigger, don't pull. The trigger challenge can be divided into two. These are the mental and physical aspects of squeezing the trigger. The mental aspect is the hardwired response in our mind which causes us to flinch when squeezing the trigger. This will cause the bullet to miss whatever you were targeting. To avoid this, ear protection and practice can really help. Since the trigger is below a short barrel in a handgun, unlike a rifle, it is quite easy to tip the barrel if the trigger is pulled too fast. Thus, instead of yanking at it in anticipation of the bang, try to slide it along the same axis as the barrel. This will only work if the index finger is in the right position. Avoid having the index finger pressing sideways on it. Press on it straight back like you would when you click on a pen. Besides that, you need to be holding the gun in the correct position. You also need to take your focus away from the loud bang and focus on the trigger. If you do not get used to focusing on the trigger, your mind will always try to pull you away each time. You will find that you flinch quite often when trying to make a shot. Alignment is important. At the most basic, you need to learn how to align the sights while you focus on the front sight. When you do that, the rear sight should be blurry as should be the target. The front sight should be clear. Practice shooting drills. Another important aspect of being good at shooting is practice. After you learn all the skills, you will quickly forge unless you practice often. If you want to become a professional, that will mean hitting the shooting range as often as possible. If possible, look for a good drill online, such as this resource that you can use. Try them often until you get that your skills are good. Muscle memory. The instantaneous and intuitive manipulation of a firearm is one of the most important skills you can learn at a shooting range. 
However, there is both bad and good muscle memory. For instance, you do not want to pick up bad habits that could affect your accuracy during a competition or when hunting. Such situations are stressful and you want to make the most of them in the least amount of time possible. That will mean you practice as often as possible. Besides that, it will mean you have to use weapons and ammunition that are close to the real thing that you use in hunting or during a competition. Additionally, if you use any gear, ensure that it is similar to what you would use in a real life situation. In short, muscle memory is about learning all the right skills and practicing them as often as possible. Alright, so very short article there um, on that one. There are comments, about six comments uh, that, uh, that you can go check out there over at 1776PatriotUSA.com. But, uh, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, you always hear, you know, I've heard both. Uh, you hear that you lose your, your skill uh, and then other people is like, no, you just you pick up right where you left off. Uh, I think I think there's a little of both. Right. Uh, w when it comes down to it. Uh, but definitely going to the range is fun. Going to the range is fun. And if you can go with someone and uh, go and and alternate and, and, and make it, you know, spend a little bit of time there. It's always fun, especially if you have a range where uh, people can kind of gather a little bit, kind of talk shop. Um, you know, that's always kind of cool. Um, the thing I wanted to share with you is um, is a video by LDS Prepper. And uh, I remember linking when I was getting ready for this article. Uh, I was I remember linking to it uh, in years ago. I mean, it's an older, um, older video. It's from 2013. Uh, so September 2013, so you know a little over four years ago, and he's talking about uh, correcting your uh, shooting accuracy. And so uh, he's got a, a graphic here, and uh, will easily, you know, which way you're kind of pulling, or, or which way the the shot is landing from uh, where you're where you're aiming. Will kind of uh, there's some um, some advice on what you you could do to help. Uh, fix that and to get you more to the center and get you shooting a little bit more accurately and so it's not a very long uh, not a very long video but I think it's a it's a good video so I'm going to link to that in the show notes that you can uh, go check out uh, and um, go there and of course LDS Prepper has a lot of other good videos um, like I said I mentioned him before earlier uh, he left a comment uh, on uh, he either left a comment or a review so it's been a while but um, he used to live in Houston, and uh, he, he's moved away. I can't remember exactly where. Maybe Arizona. Uh, I know it was more desert, desert environment. But uh, there are a lot of videos over there that are really great to watch and uh, to learn from. So you can go check those out over at uh, the LDS Prepper uh, or the YouTube, YouTube channel. Just search for LDS Prepper. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and link specifically to this uh, pistol shooting accuracy video that you can go check out. Uh, in the show notes and uh, of course always I link to them over at prepper the prepper website podcast.com so um, all right guys that's uh, that's it for this podcast um, again I want to invite you if you are new to preparedness and you're looking for more preparedness information you can come over to the prepper website or to prepperwebsite.com and you can get uh, you'll find tons of, uh, of great articles we link to every single day if you're looking for a specific topic and you just don't want to go to Google because Google is not always going to give you, um, you know, uh, an article or a website that is in the preparedness community. They're just going to give you something that's at the top of their algorithm. Um, you can go over to Prepper website and the top right corner, 
you can do the drop down and click on prepping topics or research a topic and uh, it'll open up the tag cloud in all of those tags every article is tagged in one way or the other and uh, you can go ahead and click on that tag or whatever you're researching so let's say you're you're researching shooting or firearms or self-defense or normalcy bias or whatever it might be and you can go research that and get uh, you know you know that you're going to uh, usually a, a website that is specific to preparedness uh, and coming from the preparedness community and so uh, you know that's um, a, I, I believe that's a great resource I've had a lot of great feedback from that over the years and so go check that out hey if you get a chance and you haven't and you'd like to become part of the, the Facebook group, we'd love to have you. Uh, it's a group where, I mean, there's a lot of people out, on, on it right now who are just kind of lurking, which is totally fine. But uh, we want it to be a, a place where, where preppers, you know, those that are more experienced and even those who are new can come and ask questions and, and ask for some advice. And people can, can uh, uh, give you that advice. And you don't have to feel like, uh, you're going to be, you know, uh, made fun of or anything like that because I've seen that in some groups and I totally hate that. And so uh, and I won't tolerate that. So uh, if you uh, if you're not a part of that Facebook or Facebook group, come on over to the prepper website podcast dot com. Click on uh, free Facebook group. It'll take you there or in your browser. You can just go to a more self-reliant dot com. It'll take you straight there as well. Click on the join button and then uh, we'll get you in there and you can be part of the group. Uh, I'm, I really do appreciate that. I'm spending, uh, that's where when I go to Facebook, that's where I spend my time. And even sometimes I don't even respond uh, because uh, on, on different, you know, posts that people put because I, I just, you know, people start responding and I'm like, I, I, I like that more than, than me trying to give my advice, right? It's like people start uh, coming in and, and chiming in and giving good advice and I'm just like, man, that's great. And that's really what we're shooting for. We want to have a, a community where people uh, just can can share information and help each other out. Uh, I think that's always positive. Hey, if you uh, read or if you heard something here on uh, episode 186 that uh, you thought was uh, kind of cool and you want to give me some feedback, or you just want to give me some feedback on the episode, you can always come to the Prepper Website Podcast.com, episode 186, and uh, leave me a, a comment in the comment section. Or you can always hit me up on social media. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And I uh, love to hear from listeners. It always, uh, it's always good to hear from you. And then also appreciate it when you guys uh, do the iTunes reviews and then also um, share out the, the, the podcast with, uh, with your friends on social media. And then just sharing out the, just by word of mouth as well. We make it really easy to share out on social media though. Uh, when you come to the podcast uh, website, theprepperwebsitepodcast.com, it's over on the left-hand side. Uh, all this, the major social media channels are there, and so we just make it really easy for you to share that out. So I uh, appreciate when you do that. So uh, with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.